You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> Listen, I, I, what is there to complain about? I'm here talking about sports, man, with some music in the background and a guy on a DJ table. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not complaining. You can stick around if you want to. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. The playoffs are here. The NBA playoffs are here. Can you tell if I'm excited or not? And I'm looking right now. What does it say? Best of seven series wins after being tied 1-1. LeBron James has 12 of those guys. We're only tied with Bill Russell, Derek Fisher, 13. Only those two guys have more all time. All right. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about a couple series that got under my skin. All right. Look, my Bulls are not even in the playoffs. Okay. But there's certain teams that I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for Phoenix. I'm really pulling for New York. All right. Frank, well, is Larry still in there? No, he's not. He's here. He's here. He's here. Larry, let me ask you a question. Get that uh, Krispy Kreme out of my face, man. All right. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. As a Brooklyn, I don't know what you, oh, I know what you were first. You were definitely a Knicks fan first. Is there hate between Brooklyn fans and New York fans in New York? Is there like that? Like, what, what is the level of respect or non respect between those two fans right now? They don't like each other right now. At all? Right now. Has it been I, since I the inception of the Brooklyn Nets or yeah, what? Yeah, they feel like they got, you know, imposed on. Uh-huh. Look, NYC will ever be, Madison Square Garden will ever be the Mecca. And to me, even though the Knicks barely make it into the playoffs, that's where they belong. That's where they belong. I think they belong. It's one of those things where. There was, one of, there was one of those teams where the NBA is better when the Knicks are better, when the Lakers are better, Boston, the Bulls. Weren't the Knicks like a four seed? Yes. Better than barely Knicks. getting in. That's not barely betting. I said barely in the playoffs, oh. leaning on a yearly basis. Not this oh, year. Man, not it's this been a year. while. Yeah. But it's good to have them in there. When I heard the Oregon playing on last Sunday, that was Took me back to a whole bunch of old Knicks series. And you want to know what's missing that has been missing in the NBA period, but especially the NBA playoffs since... I don't know, Van Gundy tried to wrap around him, wrap around <laughs> Zoe's ankle. John is, Starks. John is, Starks is missing the playoffs. John Starks. Getting dunked on by Jordan. Or actually, sorry, Starks dunking on Jordan and Pippen pretty much. You no, or, rivalries, man. Like serious rivalries because there's so much friendship and there's so much kumbaya in the NBA right now. I don't hate it, but there's, real no, there's no real chance for that hate, like that Knicks Pacers hate, that Knicks Heat hate, that Knicks Bulls hate. There's none of that. Allen Houston. Oh, I Does anyone know what that even means when I say that? No, I do. I remember watching that game, the floater. The ball bounces, oh. bounces, 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 going. And that ah. that arena announcer has to say that guy's name. Alan that's the shot that eliminated. <laughs> Allen Houston. Allen Houston. Uh-huh. He, he should have said it with more. You found it? Well, I need to hear it. Taking me back somewhere I don't want to go. Listen, let me ask you a question. Knock it off. Frank has it queued up. Did you hear? You probably did, but I don't want to hear your reaction to it. What the? What, what is New York City's uh, mayor? What's his name? Bill whatever his De Blasio. name is. Yeah. Did you hear what he said uh, about Trey Young? You missed it. Yes. Something about Trey Young. Yes. Trey Young is going to be the new Reggie Miller for, for New York's Knicks fans. He's in for their the head already, yeah. Okay. No, but let me tell you why. Frank, please. This is about basketball. I have an important official announcement. Uh, this is very serious. Want to get this out? Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach. He says, quote unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, 
Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on. Play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. So game one, that didn't work out for them. But I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I happen to agree with the mayor. I don't. So, Trey is known for looking for the foul. Hold on a minute, hold on. He does it all the time. Did you see the setting that the mayor Yeah, did you in? see what he looked like? He looked like a, like a nerd, like did a 12-year-old kid that doesn't know what a basketball looks like. Where did, okay, if I had to ask you, Milian, where did he make this speech? You were, your guess would be? From the mayor's office. <laughs> the mayor's office with the flags behind him wearing a New York Knicks address. That doesn't fit his like head. City, bro. Like if this was a state of an emergency address. Yeah. Is that how he did it? Yes! yes. You, you didn't see the tweet. All you had was the audio. You got to see the visual. He that's looks like a 12-year-old nerd. That's, Look that's at him. so Bill. Come on, man. This, he's not even a basketball fan. Larry, from what I understand, from what I heard this morning, the guy doesn't even follow sports. He's, he's 2010 Miami fan that became a Heat fan once LeBron signed on the dotted line. Don't do this, bro. That's what he is. Don't do this because it might, bro. Hey, man, I already have that reputation. I don't care. I love it. I, I, I live. Bro, Nixon like, six. Don't get me started, bro. Listen, I hope so. I don't care when I they win. I the kept series, one Knicks hat. You know that. You what now? I kept one Knicks hat. One Knicks hat? I used to have many. I threw them all out, but God. one. You replaced them with Nets hats? No, I don't wear Nets <laughs> hats, man. Sorry, Kyrie's on that team. Hey. You are from Brooklyn, though. I am. But the Nets used to be from New Jersey when they sucked. The only thing that was ever any good with the New Jersey Nets was my man, Kenny Anderson. Oh, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. You got Kenyon Martin, all right? Yeah, Derek good. Coleman was a badass. Yeah, well, well, Anderson will tell you that Coleman was a badass, man. He rested. Didn't he, didn't he leave the building? Did he? I think he did. I don't know. You, I you tend to kill people, people off who are alive, so don't go. Don't I, I, I think you're correct on that. But, um, yeah, man. I, I, I'm doing a radio show today with this guy. <laughs> why not? I'm in the mood. Like, I'm just leaning. Look at me. Well, then, if you want to stick around for the next two segments, starting at 1220, listen, man, the past. Derek Coleman, by the way, is still with us. Thank oh, you for thank killing you. him. That's another Jesus person Christ. I've tried to kill off. I'm really good at trying to kill people off. So, which, there was somebody in a, in a New Jersey Nets uniform that is no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, there's the Drazen Petrovic. Yeah, him. I remember him, but it was somebody more <coughs> recently than that. But listen, uh, two uh, guys coming on in the. Wayne the Pearl Washington also left. That was a while ago. Okay. At 1220, my boy. Uh, Kaysan Davis and Rich Perez Negron from the uh, the Rundown. They're going to join us. We're going to talk about everything that there is to talk about. I got a few uh, bones to pick with the L.A. Clippers. All right, right now I think Doc Rivers is laughing his ass off. <laughs> so are we. Okay, I, and, and I hate it because the Clippers they are not supposed to be down 0-2 no matter what. Yeah, they are. Listen, they suck. Nah, man. They choke. Nah, man. <laughs> All I got to say, it, well, I'll keep that for the next segment. I just, I'll say this. I don't think Tyron was ever the right, Tyron Lue was ever the right man for the job. I will say that. Okay. Why do I think you've said that before? I, I have, but you're here, so let me hear what you got to well, say. Not, he's not the right guy for the job. Uh, why did he get it then? Because he won a championship? Because they were idiots and fired the right guy for the job. That's the problem. They had the right guy for the job all along. God, and, I, I don't, and look, Paul George isn't even playing bad. He isn't playing poorly. Uh, Kawhi's playing out of his mind. Why the hell? I'm going to leave this. I should have left this at 12.15 for a teaser. I'm, I'm going to leave it over. But there's something that's really big that's bugging me about that series. Really big that's bugging me. And if you're here to stick around, you'll hear it. But, I mean, feel free to stick around. Those guys know their stuff. Um, you're not even bugged about Christoph Porzingis getting fined, are you? I don't you see you getting upset about that. I, get that would have led the story. For breaking protocol. Breaking, breaking COVID protocol. Oh, he was at a club. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah someone but else he's was at a club and they didn't get fined. Yeah, yeah. You know who he is. Well, 
Oh, yeah, LeBron. That's right. I heard about well, that. How, the, how can they find Chris Stapps if they didn't find LeBron? Well, what I don't understand is how the hell, how the hell did LeBron even find the club? Remember, he was seeing three. So what did he pick the club in the middle? Bro? He picked the middle one. He picked the middle one, like he said. Right? Is that what he did? He picked the middle club. Frank, when we do this Dos Amigos thing, I'm different a human being you on are, the air here than I am over Bro, there. you look like you don't care. You Hold on. First of all, Mike, this guy has come out here like if he's like doing the, the McGregor walk. Like like if it don't fit and he's going in and sitting down. He's not even looking at you. He's totally disrespecting you. He's giving you his back. Like, I'm better than you right now. He's comfortable. I'm going to give man. my sports talk. No, no, no offense. I'm not better than Michael. I'm just comfortable, bro. I don't, I, I, I don't I, no what offense I taken. He has it. his... He did his DJ. I mean, what? Look, what can I say to a guy that literally blasts hip hop, old school booty music in my ear during the top of the hour of the show? What am I going to sit here and do? Talk. We're about unwavered, that? though. I gotta be honest with you. You didn't, you didn't even you didn't even shake your boots or nothing. I was like, looking oh. like a champ, bro. You reminded me of that commercial where the referee was uh -huh. getting yelled at by the coach, and they're like, "We don't understand how he has so much focus." And then they show him at oh, home, yeah. and his wife is screaming at him in his ear, and that's where he learned it from. <laughs> Uh, win the day, how Larry likes to say. I got that big W staring me in the, in the face. Win the moments. You can only do what you can. You know, you can only control what you can control. It was all in good nature. It was all in good fun. But um, just a few more minutes before our buddies join us on the show. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I was thinking about, you know, the relationship between Nets fans. I'm sorry. Yes, Nets fans and Knicks fans. But the, the worst part about that is the players on the two teams, they really don't have any hate toward each other because that's just how today's NBA is. Nobody You're not going to there, – there's none of that. You'll see a couple spats here and there in the first round in the playoffs, couple guys throwing each other around, but it, it's not real. It's, it's more for the crowd, if anything. You know What do you think about Donovan Mitchell, man? He said he was pissed with the uh, organization not playing game one. I think his status for game two is still questionable. I don't know. Well, you know, I love when players – when players get vocal, guys – about something that they don't like within their team, there's usually a deeper story to it. Mm. So I don't ever take this stuff at face value. Mm -hmm. Just imagine. It's like when you go to Instagram because your girl pissed you off or mm -hmm. something, right? Mm -hmm. Or your boy pissed you off or something. Like, oh, no, you don't usually say anything. But when you go to the gram and you say something, it's not usually about what you say. <laughs> it's about everything that led up to what you said. So I'm not buying what he's selling here. Encrypted I, I, I messages. Think, I think there's more here than meets the eye. And that's fine. As far as Donovan goes, like... Just wait, man. You're going to get paid the same. I got you. I mean, remember, he's kind of been pissed off since, you know, the Rudy Gobert thing and getting COVID. I think they've kind of, you know, hugged it out and smoothed it over, I would assume. But, um, I mean, they're down 0-1. We got to talk about somebody else that's been down 0-1 before several times in his career, and all he does is come back and win. Uh, I don't know. I, I was trying to find what LeBron's record was after being down 0-1. It's incredible. I do I, I know, know he's undefeated in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, but he's 12-3 and in game ones. Mm -mm. Right. 12 and 3. And Look, I have it right here. I have it. I was going to save it for the next seven, but I got it right here. Four. So LeBron's four now. Okay. Okay. He I was like 12 and 3 in game ones. He lost that game one, so he's now 12 and 4 in game ones. Okay. Of first series. Of, of first rounds. First round. Okay. All right. Okay. He's undefeated in the first round. He's undefeated in the first round. He's never career. lost the first round. Never. Series. Never. Oh, and, I lost to the microphone there. And his finals. <laughs> A TKO in the sixth round. I, I I moved my head and I got whacked by the microphone. You know you're you're blind or in trouble when that happens. Maybe it's time for me to retire. Maybe that's why my son's gonna drive the Dos Amigos show and I'm just gonna sit uh, here and get the microphone go. whack me in the face. Just play booty music in his ear, right? Well, I won't. I won't try to rattle him. <laughs> I definitely won't try to rattle him. Uh, at least not with music. <laughs> we are pretty much at the end of the segment. I don't know if Larry's gonna want to stick around. If he can, he's uh, more I'm than let welcome you do the to. Show because I'm a distraction, man. No, you're not, man. Well, you're gonna interview you're two not. other guys. Last thing you need is me talking crap. You know what? That is the smartest thing she ever wrote. 
he ever wrote. And with that, <laughs> it was a joke. It was a jab. It was a friendly jab. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on the other side. Thank you for listening to the Michael McCoy Show. We've got to pay some bills, so stick around. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with The Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They are going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. 
That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with The Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are back from that last break. Thank you very much for sticking around with us, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to The Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. And if you weren't around last week, that's too bad. I mean, it's not that bad. You can go ahead and replay it. But it was the first time that Rich and Kason from the Rundown Show were on the Michael McCoy Show together. And we're going to do this. We said last week we agreed to it every week until at least the playoffs are done. Who knows? Maybe even more than that. These two guys know their stuff. Follow their account, the Rundown, uh, on Twitter. Gentlemen, how was your week? How are you guys doing? doing pretty good mike how you doing man i'm good i'm hyped if you can't tell we got a lot to talk about um you know the playoffs i'm pissed off okay i'm confused i got a lot of things to ask i don't know if you guys are feeling the same way case i know definitely is feeling the same way about one of these things one of these topics so let's jump right into it because i have to admit case rich let me know if i'm off my rocker here let me know if i don't know what the hell i'm talking about because i will admit uh, I got to be here at 7 in the morning. I didn't get to see, you know, the Dallas and Clippers game last night. So when I say that I looking at, I'm looking at the box score and I see that Rajon Rondo only had like 19 minutes of play, okay, this is a guy that I consider to be the second best pure point guard in the NBA. There's only one better, and his name is Chris Paul, CP3. Okay, we'll talk about him in a little bit too. But what the hell are you doing making that trade for – uh, Chris Paul, which is exactly what you needed because you knew you weren't going to be able to win anything with, uh, with, with what the hell is his name? Um, Lou Williams. What, 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 say again? So what, uh, trading for Lou Williams? No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. But I'm talking about um, uh, their, their current point. Uh, no, not Rondo. Who was a point guard before? I can't even remember his name. Patrick Beverly. Beverly, thank you. Okay, the guy that likes to take people's knees out and stuff. You weren't winning anything with him as a starting point guard. So you make this trade for Rondo. Why? Everybody knows about playoff Rondo. This is a guy that, you know, turns it on when it matters most. Won, a play, won, won an NBA championship last year starting for the Lakers. Why is he coming off the bench? Why is he? Don't give me he can't shoot. He's a liability. Am I missing something? Is he hurt? Am I tripping for nothing? Can some of you please take the, take, take the wheel on this one? I, I can't really answer why he's coming off the bench. It, it, uh, it confuses me as well. At first, like maybe they were trying to acclimate him in, into the rotation or something to that nature. But at this, at this point, I'm not really too strong. I think in the postseason, that's somebody, you, for, specifically for the Clippers, that's somebody that you would want in your starting rotation. Thank you. Okay, so how yeah, do you see I it, was, man? I was, uh, no, I was going to say, I would say more of the same. I think at first, like, they were just trying to acclimate him. And maybe they liked the defense that Patrick Beverly was giving him, giving them at first. But I think in this series, as you can see, that uh, when Patrick Beverly kind of switched on uh, Luka, it's not working out too well. So I think that's maybe adjustment he wanted to make later on in the series or maybe later on in the playoffs where teams kind of know what they're doing already and you want to wait and make an adjustment later on so people will guard. But I think at now it's kind of panic time. And Hell I, I yeah, it's panic time. Sorry to cut I would you be off. surprised to see Rondo in the starting lineup next game. Listen, it's too late. Even if they win the series, okay, it's too late. 
All right. I'm not saying by too late, I don't mean that the series is over. I mean it's too late because does it really take two games for you to figure out that Patrick Beverly, A, didn't win the NBA championship last season, starting for the team that you share the same arena with, okay? Uh, the guy was perfectly suited to run that point guard position in 2008 for the Celtics. And I'm sorry, but I've seen this guy score, not score, well, yeah, score like seven or nine points in a game that he did not even have to dominate points but he did dish out 25 assists I was back and I want to say 20 in December of 2017 25 assists if my math is correct and I'm not a math major that's a minimum of 50 points without even scoring and I say minimum because you know how many of those resulted in three-point plays why is he not up 19 minutes listen I, I disagree with Ty, Ty and look I'm not even a Clippers fan Usa. all right I just I, I'm a big uh, Rajon enthusiast and um his what he brings to the game in terms of an offensive standpoint, you can overlook his shooting, his lack of shooting prowess. All right, to, for lack of a better phrase, I think that everything else he brings to the table uh, over, over overcomes that. So I'm just I'm kind of animated because I don't think Tyrone uh, Tyrone Lue was 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 the right guy to get the job anyway. I I mean I've always thought a little high higher of Ty Lue than some others. I do agree that when it comes to some of the rotations that he puts together, they can be very questionable. Okay. And what I, what I would argue uh, for, for anybody that wants to talk about Rajon Rondo's shooting prowess, oh, he's not the greatest shooter in the world, right. but he showed us last year with the Lakers, specifically in that Rocket series, that when you need him, he really can knock down those shots. And the playoff Rondo persona is a real thing yeah. for a reason. So I mean. It's it's very it's very confusing with what they're doing. Uh, the, the Clippers the Clippers as a whole out outside of Kawhi and Paul George the last two games they really haven't they really haven't gotten much help from any of those role players. I mean Reggie Jackson stepped up a little bit, but mm-hmm. you can't expect that night in night out. No, I, I agree. Yeah, and, go ahead, go ahead, Kason. Go and, ahead. And Rondo wasn't really happy about not playing as much either. I, last night, I seen someone tweet that he was kind of going at Thoron Lou and Serge Ibaka yeah, a little bit when he was coming off the court after the game. So it would be interesting to see what they do going from here. Now, obviously, you make the trade to bring him in for him being playoff Rondo and everything he's shown you that he could do last year and the fact that you needed a point guard. So I figure you don't make that trade, especially giving up another score like Thoron Lou to only play the guy 19 minutes. It, it's not. It's not just the the playoff Rondo thing either. A point guard to, to to make the run that they. Rich, if you could hear us, try going to Here's another over. spot. Rich, if you could hear us, try going to a, a different spot because you're in and out. I don't know if you could repeat what you were just trying to get out. Can Can you guys hear me now a, a little better? I'm sorry, I'm in the call right now. That's all right. That's all right. A little better. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was saying. Aside from the playoff Rondo, the whole playoff Rondo thing, the Clippers made that trade because they he fit exactly what they desperately needed. Somebody that's a, a floor general, that's, Thank you. that's a, a leader that, you know, because Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they just really, as great players as they are, they really just can't be those guys on the floor. No, so they needed somebody to unlock them, and Rondo's supposed to be that yeah, guy. Exactly. Exactly, and that just that just goes to your point of why why wouldn't he be playing more minutes or be or even be in the starting rotation period? Listen, I, I get what maybe if it was the regular, not maybe if it was the regular season, I'd be way more uh, whatever. They have time to figure it out, but it's the playoffs. You lost both games at home. 
All right, you lost both games at home. Listen to me, I sound like a Clippers fan. You lost both games at home. You got to go to Dallas now, who's on an all-time high. You are in a must-win situation because going down 0-3, we all know what the prospects of coming that from are, at least in NBA history. Like, what the hell are you doing? I don't get it. I don't. You figure that out on the fly. These guys are smart enough to do it. Rondo has proven that he can go ahead and figure something out. I, I don't know. That just pissed me off. All I know is Doc Rivers is laughing his ass off right now, okay? Um, and I don't know how, I don't know how good Kawhi is looking because maybe the, the general manager Kawhi, not that he pulls strings like LeBron, I'm not trying to say that, but did he pick the wrong guy in maybe getting a partner like uh, uh, Paul George? I don't think so. Um, you know, and the other part is, you know, did they give up too much for Paul George? I don't know. But why is it you guys think that, you know, Dallas is up 0-2? Just really quick, something that sticks out the most to you guys, Rich, why are they up 0-2? I'm sorry, 2-0 Dallas is. Well, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are, are, are supposed to be these, these two elite wing defenders, and they, they haven't shown <laughs> that in this series. They, they haven't been able to contain Luka Doncic at all during uh-huh. their series. Okay. Yeah. Mine is the same. It'd be defense. He, he's just one of those two elite defenders. But remember, Patrick Beverly was supposed to be this elite defender, too. You remember him going at LeBron and mm-hmm. trying to guard LeBron. Mm-hmm. So their defense was supposed to be elite from top to bottom, and it just hasn't been there. And to me, it's like if you're going to let Luka kind of go off, you have to slow down everybody else. So you can't have Luka exactly. going off and have Tim Hardaway going off. You have to pick mm-hmm. and choose. So if Luka's going to be able to get all that space, you're going to have to stay home on all shooters and let him kind of do what he does. Or you got to shut Luka down and have someone else beat you. They just aren't doing that right now. Little known fact, and by the way, you're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Little known fact, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. went to high school down here at Palmetto Senior High School, played a lot of street ball on uh, the mean street. Not, no, they're really. Sunnyland Courts is not that. Um, Sunnyland Park. But he did play a lot at Sunnyland Park. I played a lot there. And I, I have the honor and pleasure of telling you guys and uh, everybody else listening on National Radio that I shut him down several times. But he was like he was like five eleven. He was like five eleven. He sprouted after that. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth, guys. Let's move on to the Atlanta and Knicks series. And by the way, please, if you guys feel anything, you, you got to interject. Do it. This is, we're doing this freestyle format, open format. Just go ahead and blurt it out. Um, the Knicks, Atlanta. I was disappointed, man. I was disappointed. Let me tell you why. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan right now. Okay, I want them to win. I want them to impress in the off season. And uh, first of all, shout out to Julius Randle for winning the uh, NBA's Most Improved Player Award. I think uh, everybody on here right now agreed that that would happen. Uh, also receiving strong consideration was Jeremy Grant of the Pistons, which pro- I say probably. I'm cringing when I say this was probably more deserving because you look at last season. He's jumping from 12 points per game to 22, and Julius was pr- virtually a 20 point scorer last. Year, but I think his impact is what everybody's looking at. So shout out to him. But guys, uh, both of you, this is another thing. Tibbs, okay. Obviously, I'm familiar with what he did with Chicago, and you know the reason that the Knicks are where they are right now is because of defense. But um, what was up with that lack of a double team in the end of Game One that Trey Young didn't deal with? It was one of three things that happened. Okay, either. Tibbs didn't call a double team, all right, and he just was just stuck in his ways. He called a late double because Gibson did show show late on that, or Gibson was got got lost in his head for a second, which I completely doubt because he knows that defense inside out with his years with the Bulls and the Wolves, and just misplayed it. And then you know we all know what happened after that. You got to get the ball out of Trey's hands, regardless of what the case is, whichever one it was. Okay, 
that can't happen. So what was your take on that last uh, possession for the Hawks, Rich? Uh, I mean, there was a, there was a couple. Which, number one, it, it, it was a high-pressure situation. I think maybe Gibson might have gotten his own head. But okay. then at the same time, we, we all know Frank Nilekina is known for his defense more than anything. Right. So I wouldn't be mad that he would put Frank Nilekina, especially on the defensive side of the ball, he's historically played played well against Trey Young. Yeah. But you don't put a guy in a game, he hasn't played the entire game, uh-huh. last minute of the game, you put him in uh-huh. and expect him to, to shut down a guy that you haven't had an answer for the entire game, the entire game. when he's coming in cold. Yeah, that was tough. I, I, I was just upset. I'm like, what, Tibbs, what? Come on now. How, how did you see it, Kason? Uh More of the same, kind of like you were saying. It, didn't seem, it seemed like they came out of that timeout a little confused about what they wanted to do. Like you said, Todd Gibson started to show, but he didn't know if he should fully commit to the double team. Mm-hmm. In a situation like that, he was taking too long. So Trey Young sees the double team coming and he sees they're not fully committed. And then back to Rich's point about how you put a guy in who hasn't played all game. So obviously to yeah. attack that guy before the double team comes. So I think I'm not being – it seemed like, like I said, they were a little confused about what they wanted to do out of the timeout. And Trey Young wasn't going to wait for them to figure it out. He kind of just attacked the guy who just came into the game because he's probably cold. And he just went from there. The, the Knicks are one of those teams that when you get good efforts from the guys that you need to get get good efforts from and then some that maybe you didn't expect, you got to win those games. That was a tough loss for them, 0-1. And you listen, I had the Knicks winning the series. And not to say that Atlanta is not a formidable opponent to beat them because obviously they can do that. they got a lot of young talent, a lot of young athletes on that team. But um, really quick, did you guys, your mayor up there in New York, and I got this queued up for Frank to play. We got to talk about that, and I really want to hear what you guys' reaction is. This idiot mayor up in New York, Frank, please do the, honor, do the honors. This is about basketball. I have an important official announcement. Uh, this is very serious. We want to get this out. Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach. He says, quote, unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on. Play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. Jesus, take the wheel. Can, so, can somebody please make it make sense? Tell him to shut up. Kason, what the hell was he doing? I, I think he was trying to be funny and, and trying to make a little joke out of it, but yeah, I don't think it went the way he maybe imagined it in his head. So I think he maybe he wanted to come out and make a little light of the situation, but yeah, that wasn't really it. <laughs> From everything that I've... Go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. We got an election coming up here. That was a something with that. I, I, I would I would tell Mayor De Blasio you shouldn't bring up what the Nets head coach said. We're referring to what the Nets are doing. <laughs> Listen, man, that's kind of the wrong guy that you want to like light a fire under because you saw him. You saw him incest with the crowd afterward, and he was telling them, you know, it got a lot of it got pretty quiet in there. Be quiet, you know, this and that, whatever. I like to see it. His first playoff appearance. But it's like this is the new Reggie Miller. You know what I'm saying for the New York Knicks? And I don't know, man. That was funny. Um. The Knicks need to do something with that. What do they need to do to turn things around for game two, Rich? Julius Randle has to step up. I know that was his first playoff game in his career, but he's definitely got to play better. I know one of the things that I was thinking when dissecting this series coming in was Nate McMillan was going to 
do everything to stop Julius Randle, who right. had, had a career year this year. So when you go through the fact that Nate McMillan is already throwing whatever he can at Julius Randle, and then Julius Randle's not playing well, it was kind of a recipe for disaster. So he, he's got to he's got to step up. They got to get their point guard situation mm. uh, right too. You know, Alfred Payton is just not the guy. I don't know. If, if Derrick Rose needs to be in the starting rotation, that's obviously him and Emmanuel quickly need to be the two guys that they're, that they're going with. But as far as starting and who's coming off the bench, they got to get that figured out. Uh, to your point about Julius Randle, 6 of 23, 2 of 6 from 3, uh, 1 or 2 from the line. Did have 12 rebounds, 10 of them on the defensive side. 15 points isn't going to get it done considering that they've leaned on him offensively throughout the entire year to get to 41 and 31. I get it. There was a lot of balanced scoring, and that's par probably part of the reason why he only had 15 points, but he still shot 6 of 23. Um, other double-digit scores were Rose coming off the bench. That guy needs to get 6 man of the year. Uh, Burks lit it up 27 points hit uh three or five from deep but um I don't know man I just I just uh I, I want to see them I don't care how they do it I want to at least see them advance past this series uh other thoughts you guys had about you know anything else I mean we're going to definitely continue the uh conversation on the other side I definitely want to talk about the <laughs> the bucks and the heat but um Kason, anything else you got burning on your mind man uh, no, nah, just to, 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 to the Knicks point we were just talking about, I think the Knicks have to kind of – they have the number one defense in the league this year. I right. think they have to rely on their defense to win this series. A lot of people are, are talking about Trey Young, but he's not the only person out there. Oh, there's no. Gallinari, mm -hmm. there's Hunter. They have a whole bunch of shooters out there that you have to worry about. And it brings me to the same thing with the Clippers and kind of look at Doncic. You kind of have to decide are you going to stay home with all the shooters yeah. and maybe let Trey Young do what he's going to do. Or stop Trey Young and have someone else beat you, but you can't have Trey Young going off and, and all those other shooters playing well too. So Tibbs obviously a great uh known for his great defense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure he's out there drawing something up. So that's what they're gonna have to change if they want to win this series. There this conversation and something that you just said reminded me of that Portland and Denver series, because everybody knows how um, Aaron Gordon decided to step up and take Dame in the second half because he had something crazy like, what, like 26 points in the first half of game one? And then when Aaron Gordon took over, his, uh, you know, his, his assignment was Damian Lillard in the second half. That wasn't happening. So then there was a comment that Damian Lillard, Lillard sorry, made after the game saying, you know, uh, McCollum, we're going to – he mentioned something about C.J. McCollum, and I'm wondering if – by doing that, the coaching staff is going to put the ball in McCollum's hands more so that Dame, if and when Aaron Gordon is on him, he's going to have him running around all over the place. Because, yeah, Aaron Gordon is nice, straight-up, in-your-face defender, and obviously his length bothered Damien in the second half, or Damien Little in the second half. But if CJ's going to have the ball up and down the court or primarily, and, 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 and I know that Dame isn't really known for running off, but he's going to do what it takes to win. That defensive assignment may change quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, definitely. That's that's uh, something. The reason why I picked Portland to win this series because they have more scorers and more firepower than the Nuggets do. So, putting the ball in, in CJ McCollum's hand would be the smart thing, and then uh, kind of have uh, Aaron Gordon run around and things like that. But they, I think he's just bringing up the point that we have other people who can score and help us. Yeah. The Nuggets more kind of have the, the Joker, and then after that, maybe Michael Porter and mm -hmm, stuff. Too. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the Nuggets have Melo, they have C.J. McCollum, they have uh, just other players who can score an attack that take the pressure off of uh, 
game a little bit. So I, I think that would be the smart thing to do right now. But I, I figure by the end of the series, Dame is going to figure out a way to figure out that defense that uh, oh, yeah. Aaron Gordon is playing on him. I just think it was a quick second-half adjustment he wasn't ready for. Right. And I think he's kind of saying in those situations – I have another scorer just like me right. who should be able to take the game over while I kind of figure this out. Somebody who I'm a huge fan of, and if, if you guys agree, let me know. If you disagree, that's fine, too. This, we're not always have to agree on this. But Anthony Simons, the dunk contest champion, all right? Um, a lot of people obviously know who he was since then. But before that, uh, you know, Florida kid, 6'3", 181, super athletic, only 21 years old. He got, he got some key minutes throughout the season, and he his play wasn't good or consistent enough to win most improved. But that guy, maybe next year is going to be on that list for most improved. You got to watch for that's a guy that could potentially be that third, or I don't know if you guys want to call Melo the third guy, but if he isn't, Anthony Simons has to be, uh, or Norman Powell. I mean, but my, I, I'm looking at Anthony Simons as you know, he has to do something rich. No pressure, but. Uh, 20 seconds. What do you think about that and, and the Portland series? I'm pretty on par with what Capeson said about the Portland series. I, p- I picked them to win that series for okay. the same season. And I, I've been, I've actually liked Anthony Simons for what he's been doing since, since a year ago. Right. So, I mean, what's something that Capeson said yesterday when we were doing the show that really stuck out to me was even, even though a lot of the ball players on Portland didn't play well. Uh, in, in game two, uh-huh. once they get back to Portland, you expect them to, to be feeling comfortable now that they're back home with their fan base and everything. So, Dame, Dame which, we, which we all expect, if Dame is able to, you know, really see what they're throwing at him as far as making that adjustment with Aaron Gordon and whatnot, and then those role players are, are doing what they got to do, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough two games for Denver moving forward. I agree with that. I agree with that. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue the conversation on the other side of the break. Um, I'm still annoyed with Tyron Lue and his – I don't know what the hell he's thinking over there in, in, in L.A. But uh, we talked about that. We're going to talk about more. we got to talk about the Lakers. we got to talk about the Heat. There's a whole bunch more basketball NBA playoff talk on the other side of the break. So keep it locked right here on the Michael McCoy Show. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? 
text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Mm. Boy, let me tell you, listen, all right? This just takes me back to... Oh, let it ride out first. Turn it up, actually. Oh. I had to put my hood on. I got my, my Sith hood on. Can't even see my eyes. This takes me back to pregame music in the gym when I was in high school. This was it. Coming out from the locker room, headed on to the court. This was it. Woo! I got to calm down. I'm in the studio, not on the basketball court. But thank everybody for sticking around with us throughout that last break. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius Six Champ Channel 145 Slam Radio. We're talking playoff basketball with my boys, Rich and Kason. And... Uh, Hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, first segment, we talked about a lot. We talked about the Clippers. We talked about Portland. I can't remember what else we're talking about. But, guys, let's talk about the NBA champions, the Lakers. They finally tied – not finally, but they tied the series. They're uh, going back to La La Land 1-1. Kaysan, I'll let you take the lead on this one, man. What, what jumps out to you from that series? To me, and this sounds crazy, but anytime that you – and this is going to sound even crazier, okay – 
the, the, the Suns are the second seed in that series, right? So technically, they should be favored to win. They're not, all right? Obviously, the defending champs are. The Lakers are seventh, and we all know why they finished seventh. But um, they're technically not supposed to win that series. And when you're in that position, you're up 1-0. Game two, even though it's the second game of the series, is a must win. You didn't do anything by going up one nothing, and that's how I feel right now. They're going back to La La Land. They don't have home court advantage anymore, and that was a must win in my eyes, game two last night. How do you see the series, man? Uh, I, the, the, it was kind of, a, like you said, a long shot for the Suns. Well, not a long shot. A lot of people were picking the Lakers to win from the beginning, and right. I think losing CP that first game just only kind of hurts their chances even more. I think if you look at last night's game, they were able to tie it maybe like five minutes mm-hmm. to go after Cameron paid three, and they kind of lost it down the stretch. And that's kind of where CP has excelled in the last, well, maybe yeah. his whole career, but especially last year with the Thunder, you think about how he used to get to that elbow yep. late in the game, and yep. it was kind of unstoppable. I think without CP, it kind of makes it a long shot now for them to kind of win the series. I, I kind of picked the Lakers to win last night's game, but I think the Suns really needed it. But we're going to see how it, it goes. I think without CP, it would be tough for them to win a game in L.A. because if you think about CP's history, he has gone into on the road and won some big games. He's went into OKC yep. back when uh, KD and them were on the Thunder. He went into Golden State when uh, Golden State was at the height of yep. their dynasty. He, you know, he went to L.A. when Kobe was there. So I think – CP is one. CP and Crowder are kind of the guys who have been there before, mm-hmm. and he can't be a hundred percent healthy. I think. I think they can push it maybe one more game, but I, I don't. I kind of had the Lakers winning seven, but it's hard for me to see that without CP right now. For those of you that aren't familiar, he's talking about that stinger that he suffered. At least I think it was a stinger injury. I don't know. He he kind of like bumped it to somebody's neck, and then you know it radiated down to his right. Uh, right shoulder, right hand. He was losing the ball a lot in game one. He was using his left hand a lot in game two, in game one and game two yesterday. But um, Lakers won yesterday 109 to 102. And uh, the, the big thing to me that stuck out was, you know, Anthony Davis said, I need to, I, I, I'm taking responsibility for this game one loss. 34 points last night. Rich, how do you see the series, man? I mean, they, they, Anthony Davis and LeBron James just did not play well in that game one. Mm-hmm. That, kind of knew that they were going to have you kind of knew that they were going to step up in that game too because those performances on on both of them were just completely unacceptable right. I, I don't think in any fashion any anybody thought that Anthony Davis was going to get outplayed by DeAndre Ayton no matter how <laughs> looks. so I mean I'm still picking the Lakers to win this series I think they, they kind of caught a little break with the injury to Chris Paul in game one. He hasn't been able to really play to his full potential because of that. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think that this series goes about six, maybe seven games. But I'm still taking the Lakers. Yeah, man. And it's disappointing because, you know, first of all, this, this matchup wasn't even supposed to happen. All right. The, the Lakers are healthy and they don't go through that late or that mid to late season uh, you know, stretch that they had and they weren't winning games, this this matchup isn't even happening. These guys probably were supposed to meet up in the conference finals, depending on how things shook out, uh, you know, in the seedings. But LeBron has never lost a first-round series in his career, all right? He has lost uh, – but he has lost six of his last nine game ones, including game one versus Phoenix. But he has won four of the last five series he fell behind in, all right? So, um 
you know, he, he won game two yesterday, and uh, we'll see, you know, the prospects for game three. But, yeah, the way uh, – how would you guys feel about the series if Chris Paul was 100%? Let me ask you that, Rich. I think that this series would go seven if Chris Paul was 100% sure. Okay. Would he bring I, – I don't I – got, I got to see what, what the finalists are for the MVP conversation. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand why his game wasn't brought into that conversation a lot more throughout the year because when he's brought to the Phoenix team, it's just, just been something different. He's, he's unlocked a lot of the guys over there with the player he is and the point guard. Yep. I mean, he, his playoff performances over, over the years have been special as well. So this, this would be a completely different. The, the games would even. I, I, they, they, be, they would have been in a tougher game last night if Chris Paul was at 100. percent 100% agree. I mean, listen, you preach it to the choir. It sounds like you've been listening to the show, but I've been saying that all year. Frank knows it, too. There's two guys that I've just been clamoring and laboring for more attention for MVP. I mean, Steph got hype later in the season, but the dude's been playing like an all-star, I'm sorry, MVP candidate since 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 December, all right? So, um, Milwaukee, Miami. Milwaukee, Miami. Let's talk about that. I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but listen, it has to be said. Dare I say that that bubble talk for Miami had legit, some legitimacy to it? Uh, Kaysan, tell me what you think about that, man. Uh, yeah, I kind of brought it up on the show last night. I think Miami just hasn't been able to get their rhythm. Whether you talk about the bubble and how that season kind of ended later on and this season was a quick turnaround. I know LeBron had came out not too long ago and said it feels like he went from one playoff to another playoff, how quick the turnaround was. Mm-hmm. And you see how they dealt with injuries and how the Lakers were up and down. The Heat were kind of the same. So I think it may be looked at later on like, okay, maybe that quick turnaround wasn't great for these teams because either one of them have home court advantage right now. So right. I think that is part of the the, uh, the Heat's problem right now. They just can't catch a rhythm. I think if they can, they can catch a rhythm, then they can maybe turn back into that team from last year. But it's just something about this season where it's like, it's up and down. They didn't change too many pieces. So, uh-huh. like, but it's been a real up and down season for them. So, I, I just think catching the rhythm is what they need to do. However, they're going to maybe figure that out. But I think going home, having some home cooking, two games at home, the crowd's going to be there rocking. Yeah. I think that would be great for them to maybe help them catch their rhythm. And if they can get these two in Miami, I think game five, game five is uh, anybody's game. I hear that. Listen, I'm, I'm, I give the Heat a lot of flack or whatever. Their fans actually not a lot of flack, not so much the actual franchise or their players. But um, one thing that that team and that franchise does do right is show up big time in the playoffs. I mean, Miami, that's what Miami does. They, Miami is a, an event town. Something big is going on, we're showing up. We're going to be there. Even if we have no idea what we're talking about, we're going to be there. But, um, yeah, we'll see. They, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, if I can say one more thing about it, I do think the Heat are in a little trouble because now the Bucks have some confidence. I oh, think yeah. that first game, if you've seen, they still wasn't 100% sure could we beat this team. And when I was watching game one, it still looked like the Heat maybe had a little advantage. Mm-hmm. Open up. I think getting that game one, and especially this game two, maybe a lock center from Milwaukee. So you were just bringing up the crowd. The crowd's definitely going to have to be there and show oh, up. Yeah. For them because they're going to need it. So I think the Bucks have some confidence now that they didn't maybe have before, and they know, like, okay, we can probably beat this team. Tyler Hero's going to have to show up, only have four points in game two in Miami's 98-132 to loss. Gave up 46 points in the first quarter. He fans talk about third quarter, a.k.a. the third quarter, because they just been have not been great coming out of the half last season and this season. But that first quarter lost it for them, period.
period, all right? They didn't win a, a quarter in that game. They lost quarters 46 to 20, 32 to 31, 29 to 27, and then 25 to 20. Um, Jimmy Butler has been saying, you know what, I got to assert myself more. Bam and I have to assert ourselves more. It's crazy because you get better as you as a player in the NBA, in the NFL, as an athlete, period. But I, I see a different Jimmy Butler in the sense that, I get it, when he needs to take over, okay, he'll do his things. We saw it in the playoffs last year, namely in the finals. But he passes up a lot of shots. He didn't do that in, in Philly. He didn't do that in Chicago. He didn't do that in Minnesota. And I get it. That's part of the reason why the Heat are playing, you know, good basketball for the past two years. They're, you know, like the sum of their parts, that's how they are. You they're a great team, but he definitely has to start taking more ownership and taking just, I don't know, taking over more. Rich, how do you see it, man? I, I completely agree with you. He's, he's got he's got to take 10-2-4. That's, that's not going to get it done when, when you're the face of the franchise leader of the team. Bam Adebayo, was, oh, Bam Adebayo looks like a shell of himself this mm-hmm. year. He's been pretty much you know, shooting the ball. I think guys aren't even really guarding him on, on, on the perimeter either. Those are your two cornerstones of your franchise right yeah. now. But I mean, like, no, nobody on Miami outside of playing Devin and Goran Dragic really had a good game in game two. I'm just looking at the box scores here. Kendrick Nunn, nine points. Duncan Robinson, 10. Trevor Ariza didn't score at all in 18 minutes. Tyler Hero, who everybody's been high on, only four points. Like you said, a dollar two. Yep. They, they got to get they got to get a lot more production for these guys if they want to do anything. But they're, they're in a world of trouble, period, because the case on point, Milwaukee's definitely gained some confidence following that game, too. There wasn't really even much to watch in game two following that first Mm -hmm. (laughs) It wasn't. Again, 46 points in the first quarter. And, I mean, uh, I'm looking at the box score right here. Where is Milwaukee's three-pointers? They hit something crazy. Where did it go? Um, they hit something crazy. They hit as a t- they hit 22 or 53. They hit 41% of their three-pointers. Uh, actually, no, that's Miami's. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Uh, no, that's – yeah, that is the buck. 22 of 53. Uh, that is – you know, Middleton was perfect. Giannis only hit one of seven. But, you know, you got content off the bench hitting five threes. Like, do you, when you got guys like that, you had one – Two guys over 20, one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Six guys, six guys in double digits, so I don't know. Uh, really quick, um, the Heat are in trouble, obviously, if they don't win game three. But, you know, again, they do. Have, there is a serious home court advantage here at the AAA, which is now called something else. I don't even know. But really quick, is how much dissection or dissecting, I, just, I think I just made up a word, do we have to do when it comes to this Brooklyn-Boston series? Can you guys just school me on that? Because... It's it's really simple to me, and Boston's just not good enough, especially without Jalen Brown. Rich, how do you, how, how do you see that series? There's not much dissection to do. Because <laughs> they have nothing, no answers at all for those three. Not, I mean, no no team is really going to have much answers for, the, for those three over in Brooklyn. But I I was saying last night when we were talking about it, I think Jason Tatum is good enough to get you one game in TD Garden. Okay. Not, not much else after that. Had not having Jalen Brown there hurts hurts a lot, but they're, they're just completely outclassed. He now the role players are starting to get a rhythm over in Brooklyn too. Like there's just there's not really really that, that Boston's going to be able to win this series. I mean they already sounded defeated before before mm-hmm. the <laughs> Brad, sure Brad, Brad Stevens was coming out saying that he didn't really see any team beating them, and this is before they're, they're even about to play them. I agree, man. Um, 
you got uh, Bruce. We talked about role players. Bruce Brown in 22 minutes. He only had six points. He was perfect from the line. But that's a that's a do it all guy. Pretty much a two way player. Joe Harris, seven of ten. Listen, you if you got KD doing 26, you got Kyrie. All he did was pitching with 15, but he's obviously capable of more. Harden to hit 20. Those are mild nights for those guys. But then you got – who do you guard? There's no answer. These guys are, like you said, completely outclassed. I'm surprised they're giving them a game. Yeah, Tatum's good enough to give them a game, but damn, like that's, that's going to be have to be an 80-point game. Kason, really quick, no pressure, 60 seconds, man. How do you see this series? Yeah, I'm kind of on the par with you guys. There's not much to dissect. It's kind of over. But uh, <laughs> I haven't uh, – Jalen Brown really hurts them. Tatum kind of got hurt last game. He didn't have a great second half in the first game. Yeah. So I, I think it's like kind of to everyone's point, it's going to be hard to figure those three out. Coming into the series, I said Kemba would have to outplay Kyrie. Yeah. Marcus Smart would have to really try to slow down James Harden mm-hmm. if he had a chance. And then obviously Tatum would have to match KD for points. Tatum's kind of out. We don't know what's going to happen with him. And it doesn't seem like they can slow those guys down. I mean, the only hope I would think kind of if Tatum can come back to kind of what uh, Rick yeah. was saying and have a, a crazy game like he had against the Wizards, I think they can get one in TD Garden. Okay. Or they're going to have to decide that, okay, we're going to let the big three be the big three, but Bruce Brown can't go off. Joe Harris can't go off. We have to stop those other guys. If the big three are going to give them 80 and everyone else will only give them one or two, we can kind of keep it close. But we can't have the big three giving them 80 and then yeah. the rest of the team adding another 50 points because mm-hmm. then we're in trouble. Yeah, no. that They're going to need to play perfect basketball to win a game, all right? The chances of them playing perfect basketball, you tell me what those odds are, but that's pretty much it. Um Fellas, it was fun, man. It's 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 one o'clock at the top of the hour. Uh, we might have to go three segments next week if you guys have the time for that. I, I would love to because two segments to me just doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> Definitely, I'm with it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so guys, for the rest of the week, um, have a great one. I got to jump on and pay these bills on the other side of the break. So I'll text you guys after the show. But I really appreciate you coming on for the second week in a row. We will do this again next week. Okay. Definitely. Appreciate you having us. All right, guys. That's Kason Davis and Rich Perez-Negron from The Rundown. Follow them on Twitter. Good stuff, good show, good content. And on the other side of the break, we'll have, for all you football and college football and recruiting heads out there, Gabby Iridia of 24-7. Uh, we're going to call him, and uh, that's pretty much it. We will see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. 
You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. So Frank kind of stepped away from his producer duties. He's kind of overlooking. There's students in there right now, and there's kind of like a party. First of all, there's Krispy Kreme donuts in there that I'm not going to touch, and they're begging me to touch them. I got to figure to maintain. And um, so, yeah, there's, that's going on in there. And then I look over. There's Usher playing. There's guys wearing glasses and just dancing and just... I'm missing out, apparently, but yeah, that's what's going on. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. And um, we're going from basketball to the gridiron, and I got everybody's favorite 24-7 insider for the Miami Hurricanes, Gabby Uridia, on the line. Gabby, man, how you been? 
I'm good, Mike. Appreciate you having me on, man. No, nah, man. Well, first of all, thank you. And let me t- you know, tell the listeners how unprofessional and how bad I am with this. So last week, we we're going to get into Gabby's uh, bad, quote unquote, bad food takes. But <laughs> last week, he made a tweet and I said, man, we got to talk about this on there. So he was like, DM me. I said, OK, cool. I DM'd Gabby at about two. If it was two o'clock, it may have been later than that this morning. I was like, look, man, I had it all week. I'm sorry. If you can't make it, I get it. We could always do it next week. But uh, his his uncanny, his professionalism, and he came through, and I appreciate that, man. I really, uh, really do. Oh, last minute oh, notice. Man, of, course. of course, man. That's no problem. Let's talk about that food take, because for anybody that didn't see it, I don't have it up in front of me. I should have got it uh, cued in front of me. But what, what is this beef with, with, with Gabby Uridia and Cuban sandwiches? Whoa. Talk to us about that, Gabby. Are you Cuban? I am, man. Uh, both my parents are Cuban. Both my parents are like first generation, like Amer- I guess first generation Americans. Like they're the only ones. And my pops is the only one of his siblings that wasn't born in Cuba. So uh, Cuban blood runs deep, man. So what? Did you love them as a kid and ate them so much that you no. started hating it, or how, how, oh, what no. happened? No, I, at no point in my life did I like Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> there's just there's just not much to there's not much to enjoy about them. Like I just I've, I've just never been a fan. To say I've had even two of them in my life might be too many. Like, it's just, it's just, I'm just not, I'm just not going to go there. Frank, are you hearing this? Gabby Uridia does not have any type of care in the world for Cuban sandwiches. Frank's interjecting. Yikes. <laughs> Bro, I know your brother. Are you kidding me? You call yourself Cuban? <laughs> <laughs> my brother has a much, a much uh, more developed food palate than I do. If you, if you talk to him off air, he might have some interesting stories for you guys. If, uh, if, if you give him the time of day, because I'm sure he can give you, he could probably rattle off like 20, 30 minutes worth of, of really weird food stories by me. So if you want to get some of the juicy stuff, you know, towels <laughs> right around the, the corner, I'm sure. What about medianoches? No, man, no, no. Like, oh, yeah, wow. just like, I don't know, man. It just I, sounds I just, like Gabby's anti-sandwich. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm actually a big, I'm a big sandwich guy. Like, but like pango pite, like we're ordering casavana here at the house. Like, I'm just going pango pite. Plain, though, like only steak. Only the little papitas, and I'll throw some ketchup on there. <laughs> there you have it. We, we, I just had to get that on air because it, it, it kind of threw me. So I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I think that'll be a pretty nice little fun couple minutes to talk about. But let's really talk about, let's get into what, um, you know, what we all want to talk about. And for all the college football heads and Hurricanes fans and recruit Knicks out there, first of all, I respect you, Gabby, for what you do and how you do it because I love recruiting, okay? I really like following it. But it is a year-round thing. You cannot put down your phone. You can, you're at pace yesterday. I want, to, I want you to talk about what you saw there. But I respect you, man, because you got, you got to look at for the 2022 guys. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's eighth graders coming up. And then 2023, you must be like – always on your phone or busy doing somewhere but what happened at pace yesterday man what was that for what were you there if i saw you tweeting from pace yeah man so uh pace you know this is like uh these past couple weeks you know teams from across south florida you know really across the state uh have been finishing up spring ball so a lot of spring games going on yesterday at pace they had their like inch their like final interest squad i'm not sure if they even considered it their spring game but it was like a, a final inter squad before they wrapped up a uh, spring ball okay and yeah man just uh, got a chance to see a bunch of the dudes over there and you know most notably uh you know five star defensive lineman shamar stewart mm-hmm. how did he look uh, looking at 24 7 6 5 260 and we all know that that may give or take a few inches or pounds from pace like you said um what 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 is from what you know? Okay, how do coaches see him at the next level? Where is he leaning? Like, what is he looking at? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I believe he's every bit of that 6'5", 260. Like, this is, a, this is an absolutely ridiculous-looking dude. Like, okay. it's hard to believe that he's uh, just entering the summer before his senior year. Like, you know, this is just a, a physically gifted specimen, uh, honestly. And, yeah, man, he looks fantastic. You know, he missed a lot of time his junior year with, you know, various different, like, you know, injuries, things that mm-hmm. kind of held him out. So, you know, a lot of people were kind of interested to see how he would look, you know, with, you know, back in full pads. And he did not disappoint. He was absolutely freaky you know he got it done off the edge uh you know he made some plays from the three technique you know that in, like from the interior yep. defensive line he was uh you know very dominant from there as well and just like he looked like every bit like a five star so that was definitely impressive to see uh you know miami's definitely involved here you know he, he is going to be on miami's campus on june 1st for the cookout Good. but you know he's going to see nearly a dozen schools you know mm-hmm. in the next month you know what now that the NCAA. Uh, dead periods opening back up on June 1st. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of big boys involved oh, here. Yeah. You know, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, LSU, mm-hmm. you know, Tony School, Texas A&M. So, you know, it's going to be a fight for Miami, but, uh, you know, that's how it's going to be for some of these top guys. Miami fans had no idea and were pretty much conceding James Williams last season at UGA, and look what happened. I, was, I will never forget how I found out about that commitment. I was actually interviewing uh, uh, Brian Monroe on Zoom. I think we were doing it live. I can't remember, but he pulls out his phone and he shows me what, to, and I freaked out. So I mean, not out of the realm of possibility to keep a guy home, especially with the moment, with the momentum Miami has been having, you know, in recruiting. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is it today that we're somebody's supposed to be? I, I, isn't it? I think it's either Kamari Rogers or or, or Kamari Wilson, or is it one of them supposed to be announcing today? Well, so Quan Lee, he's a uh, yeah. I see the confusion with the names and all that stuff, but yeah, Quan uh, Lee, he's a wide receiver out of uh, Gainesville, FW right. Buckles. Uh, you know, three-star wide receiver has uh, the hats on the table are going to be Miami, uh, West Virginia, Coastal okay. Carolina, Nebraska, UCF. So you know, that's that's a decision that's coming around two thirty. Uh, okay. you know, I like what Miami sits coming into this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that they're in a pretty good spot. I think West Virginia is you know probably Miami's biggest competition here, and I'm okay. not super like a hundred percent confident. That Miami's the pick, feeling good about wow. it. And, you know, after reaching out to a couple sources, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, people believe that Miami's going to be the pick, but uh, it feels like anything's kind of happened here. Oh, and uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. One of those guys that is listed as a three star, but definitely plays you, you turn on the film and he does not look like a three-star guy and can you kind of explain as to why that is sometimes is it because I mean you definitely would know better than me but from what I understand sometimes these guys they don't I mean I know COVID probably had a lot to do with things there weren't um, any camps going on last year or is it is it because of that or is it because there's some guys that just don't want to go to camps or they just don't do camps and not many people a lot of coaches or maybe services they like looking at camps and you know a lot of them combine the on-field film but this is not a three-star guy why is he listed at three stars and why does that happen to some some prospects you think in your opinion yeah so I feel like there's like a misconception there like a three-star guy is just kind of just like a throwaway guy like this is like oh he's just a three-star but you know at least I'm just speaking for 24-7 sports like when we when we put a three star label on someone, that still means that there's NFL potential. Okay. You know, like we are projecting for the NFL ultimately with the rankings. You'll notice at the end of the cycle, there's 32 five stars generally, and that's supposed to you know mirror the 32 first round picks that there will be eventually. Got so it. you know we're, they're trying to get it right uh, in terms of NFL you know production and all that stuff and where they ultimately end up on draft day and you okay. know throughout their NFL careers. So, you know, yeah, he, you know, Quan Lee caught for over 1,000 yards this past year, caught 47 passes, was 
I think I believe he broke his school's all-time record for like most yards in a season for, for a receiver. So you know, yeah, he is a talented kid on tape. But you know, I think that they're you know again, it's it's not saying that Quan Lee can't be an NFL player, can't be a highly no. productive guy. But you know, there is only so many four and five star guys right. that we can kind of slap that label on. But you know, that doesn't mean that we're not continuously evaluating and we'll continue to evaluate them throughout their senior years and all that stuff. So still plenty of time for a bump to happen there, but. You know, that's generally how it kind of goes when you see three stars. So, you know, if there's any way to just kind of kind of just like erase, not erase from your mind, because obviously, you know, the three star guys are, you know, who they are. OK, but you'll see every NFL draft, tons of three star guys. Yes. In no, that's that, very and true. That, and that and that fits the bill of exactly what we're trying to do here at 24 seven sports. We still do believe that. But people think that we're missing or anything like that, and that's just not the case. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, you heard it from straight from the horse's mouth himself, 24-7 insider, uh, Gabby Uridia. And, I mean, look, I, I look at 24-7 before – before ESPN, before Rivals, I do. I like looking at all of them, but I definitely lean on 24-7 more. Just a lot more information, in my opinion. They're, you know, more accurate, in my opinion, as well. But uh, really quick, man, I wanted to ask you about Jacoby Spells and uh, Homestead's Dante Anderson. Where do they sit with Miami? I'm more interested, not more interested, but I'm especially interested in Jacoby Spells because of the position that he plays and yeah. where he's coming from, American Heritage, where Miami hasn't had a lot of luck recently. So can you talk to me about him and then uh, Dante Anderson down at Homestead? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Jacoby Spells is a guy that he's getting closer to a decision as well. You know, he could be making a decision in July, has four official vi official visits planned for next month. Also a guy that will be at Miami June 1st. So Miami will get a, a chance to get him on campus, you know, next Tuesday. And then again for an official visit the weekend of the 11th. Okay. Uh, he'll also head to West Virginia. He'll also head to um, Indiana and then he'll head to Syracuse. Okay. So, you know, I feel like Miami has to feel pretty good about where they stand in terms of just like, you know, the schools that are involved, you know, this is a guy that Miami really likes that DeMarcus Van Dyke, Sparks Robinson have done a really good job with. Good. You know, being the hometown school and a lot of out-of-state, you know, programs kind of involved here, I, I mean, I feel pretty pretty good about where UM stands, you know, heading into that uh, July decision. And then Dante Anderson, you know, uh, you know, again, he's another guy he'll be at the cookout. Uh, he seems like he's taking things a little bit slower. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I think he'll be at Miami for the cookout, then he'll head up to Florida State on June 5th. Uh, I know Ole Miss, uh, Penn State, Georgia Tech are a couple other schools involved right. there as well. So, you know, uh, it kind of depends to see how the board shapes out with a couple of the other edge rushers. you got you still got Nigel e. Kelly, Shamar Stewart, mm -hmm. we talked about Marvin Jones Jr., guys like that who might be a little bit higher priority, on, at least in terms of Miami's board. But, uh, you know, Dante Anderson is a guy that, you know, the staff has been heavily involved with for a long time too. And, you know, I think if uh, – I think when it's all said and done, I think Miami's going to have a pretty good shot at landing his signature as well. Okay, nice, nice. I'm kind of disappointed to hear about Quan Lee because to me, I mean, a, a lot of people figure, or not figure, they feel there is no such thing as a can't-miss prospect, but that guy, he looks like a hurricane. You turn on the film, so a bummer if he uh, decides to go elsewhere. But, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. North Florida guy, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. But that cookout seems to be like a who's who of, of high school talent in, in this year's class, so I'm, waiting to, I'm excited to see what's going on there after that weekend. And uh, we'll see, man. We've got a lot to look forward to, and there's a lot of time left before, obviously, you know, December signing period. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited mainly because all these COVID restrictions are done and coaches can actually get back on the road. That's, that's, that's what I like about the most recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good for me, too. I mean, it's going to be the first time I'm ever, like, really doing this job, uh, you know, in an open recruiting world. So, yep. you know, I'm definitely excited to – be on Miami's campus or, you know, they got a camp on June 2nd. Mm -hmm. They got a couple of other events that, you know, they're going to be kind of working through, you know, this, 
just throughout the, the whole month of June, it seems like it's going to be a really busy time. And, yeah, that cookout is going to be an absolutely loaded list. You can check out. We have a running list that over at InsideView.com on the Miami Hurricane side on the 24-7 Sports Network that you can, you know, see everybody that's attending there. You know, we got, like, 10 top 247 guys, 18 four-stars, uh, you know, a ton of defensive talent, specifically on the defensive side of the ball and all that stuff, and uh, some out-of-state guys, too. So, yeah, it should be a – should be a really, really big event for Miami, and that, that should definitely help them, you know, create some positive momentum moving forward. Boom. Hurricanes fans, college football fans, recruiting fans, follow this man on Twitter. Good information. At Gabby with 1B, Uridia, U-R-R-U-T-I-A-247 on Twitter. Um, co-host on the, co-host, I'm sorry, on the Storm Surge podcast as well. Gabby, man, it's been fun, but it definitely won't be the last time, dude. No, absolutely not, man. Let me know whenever. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a slam alum. I'm a slam radio alum. <laughs> so uh, anytime, man. We love you on here, man. You have a safe day. Um, I'll say hi to your brother for you. I think I saw him earlier absolutely, today. Absolutely, man. Sounds good. <laughs> Take All care. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed a drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Uh, 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 uh. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for... I appreciate the versatility as I see Blake Griffin going up for a dunk, thinking it's 10 years ago. Um, they're showing uh, the hot eyes from Brooklyn and Boston last night. Kyrie, with the magician with the ball in his hands. But yeah, I, I appreciate the versatility on the, you know, music-wise and the intro music. It's funny, I was laughing when you heard you guys play Michael Jackson because I was on, I was at the gym last night and I have no quips at all admitting that I listen to a lot of R&B while I'm working out. It hypes, it, it hypes me up. Hearing uh, DMX, hearing whoever else, you know, any other rapper out there, J. Cole, Jay-Z, anybody else, you know, gym music, R&B does the same thing to me. It's weird. But it works. I dare you guys to try it. I dare you guys to try lifting to the beat. It's awesome. Those slow reps will get you as they, I'm feeling it right now. Yesterday was a lower body workout and whew. But anyway, um, being long-winded here, thank you for uh, staying with us throughout that last break. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. And I'm still annoyed, man. I'm still annoyed because, listen, like I said, my bulls are not in the playoffs. That's not why I'm annoyed. It's not why I'm, anno why I'm annoyed. I'm sorry. I got to pick somebody to root for, right? So I had a couple teams that I'm hoping to see do well. The Clippers are one of those teams. Kason and Rich and I, the first two segments, well, first segment, well, yeah, first couple segments, we were talking about this. And, I, you know, I was a bit animated because I, I'm feeling like a Clippers fan. Let me go to the box score, okay, so I could know what I'm talking about instead of talking about a book that I never read. Because I admitted to not watching the game last night, all right? And I asked them, for those of you that are just now joining us, am I missing something? Is, is Rajon Rondo hurts? What's going on? Why is he not playing? Because according to this box score, is it because he's a liability? Is he playing horrible out there? Is that the justification as to why he only got... Let me double check before I sound like LeBron James talking about the Malcolm X book that he was asked about. Um, Rajon Rondo played 19 minutes last night. 19 minutes last night. This is a guy that you gave up Lou Williams for. One of the best six men in NBA history. Tyron Lou, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm serious. I don't understand it. This is a playoff Rondo exists. It's a thing. And it's not just playoff Rondo. The dude is, and I've always said this, 
the second best pure point guard right now in the NBA. Emphasis on pure, okay, point guard right behind Chris Paul, who is the best pure point guard in the NBA right now, okay? All right? Not scoring point guard, not point forward, no, point guard. A guy that you just need to knock down open shots, set up your half-court offense, and defend, okay? It, it actually is hard, but it, it, it isn't for a guy that knows what the hell he it isn't. It isn't for Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul. It, it's really bothering me. This is a stat line. 19 minutes, he made two of his three shots, didn't get to the free throw line. He had seven assists in 19 minutes. He was a plus 13, guys. Four points. Four points. Mind you, scoring isn't what you got Rondo for, okay? You're leaving that to Kawhi Leonard. You're leaving that to Paul George. You're leaving that to Reggie Jackson, even Serge Ibaka to a certain extent, and maybe even a Nicholas Batum, who had nine points in 19 minutes and a plus seven, okay? It's crazy. The entire bench was in the plus side of the plus minus. Every single starter for the Clippers was on the minus side of the plus minus. Kawhi Leonard, minus seven. Morris, minus 12. Zubak, minus 16. Beverly, minus 11. Paul George, minus 18. By the way, Paul George didn't play well, guys. But I'm sorry, Paul, Paul George didn't play terribly, guys, okay? For everybody that likes to get on Paul George, you know, uh, all these nicknames, I have to admit they were funny. They really were funny. They were getting on Paul George a lot last season for Pandemic P. There was a whole bunch of them. It was horrible. It was bad. But, um, you know, he was one of those guys in the playoffs. I'm sorry, not the playoffs. The bubble got to him last year, okay? And maybe, you know, a little bit of philosophy and not agreeing so much with how uh, Doc Rivers uh, did things or coached things up, but – that, that's who is laughing in Philly right now in the city of brotherly love. He's feeling that brotherly love right now, uh, Doc Rivers is, because the way the Clippers, they're in trouble. The Clippers are in trouble against the Dallas Ravens, who aren't a bad team, okay? They're only separated by a couple games. I get it. 47-25, and 25, the Clippers finished in the, on the regular season, 26-10 and 10 at home, and they just lost their first two games in the, in the playoffs, and now they're going on the road to Dallas. That's a problem. Obviously, I mean, I'm not, you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure that out, but it pisses me off because, again, I, I don't think I've any, I, I don't think I've made any, uh, I've confused anybody by telling you how much I really like Rajon Rondo as a player. To me, he's one guy I would absolutely start on my team, okay? 100%, period. But I want to see Kawhi do well. I want to see Paul George shut up some guys, okay? I would like to, for Tyron Lue to shut me up, but he's just not the guy for the job. What did he do to earn this position? Please tell me. Please, somebody tweet me. Uh, I, I don't know. Do something because to, I, I'm really bothered by it. I really, really am. And I'm. oh, he won a championship in Cleveland? No, he didn't. Larry could have coached that team. Did you guys know that Larry's real name is Lawrence? I don't know how many people knew that. But you do now. The National Air Raves do know that uh, Lawrence Million's nickname is Larry. We call him Larry because I don't know why we call him Larry. But, yeah, he could have coached that team. He could have. Tyrone didn't do anything of significance. He, he was hand, handpicked by the players to, quote-unquote, lead that team because he's a player's coach. He does what they want, okay? Very rarely did you see him take over a huddle. As a matter of fact, there are very few coaches in the NBA that are respected in their huddle and to the, to, to the degree that you have all eyes on me, all right? To, uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau is one of those guys, okay? Um, who else? Spolster is definitely one of those guys. I respect the hell out of him. But, man, I, I, I just I have a – they have no business being down to Dallas. And, again, let, let me give some credit to Dallas. 42-30 and 30 on the season, 21-15 and 15 on the road, 
okay? And they just got two huge wins in L.A. For a team that's, let's face it, they're supposed to win this series, the Clippers are, but they're down 0-2. They're down 0-2. And, you know, you look at last night, no matter who you put, it, was, it reminded me of, of the following. I like saying this. The Miami Hurricanes in 2001 when they beat Nebraska, they could have been, they could have been playing anybody, okay, that night. They were not going to lose that game. You could put anybody right now on Luka Dantich, and you're not stopping him, okay? And I get it. Fine. They have one guy that's going off. Well, actually, they don't have one guy that's going off. He had 39 points last night on 5 of 13 from beyond the arc, 16 of 29 from the field, got to the free throw line, and uncharacteristically hit two of his seven free throws, whatever. But he did have seven rebounds. He did have seven assists. And he did turn the ball over seven times. But 39 points on 16 of 29 shooting. And then you got Chris Tapps going off for 20. And then you got Tim Hardaway Jr. going off for 28. Kleber had 13. I mean, that's four of your five. That's 80% of your starting lineup going in the double digits for scoring. Can't happen. Can't happen, especially when L.A. is supposed to be this defensive, I don't want to call him juggernaut, or I mean, maybe you can because Pat Beverly, known for his defense, all right? Rajon Rondo, known for his playmaking ability and defense. Paul George, known for scoring and defense and length and being able to call for multiple positions. Kawhi Leonard, you could say the same thing. I mean, just a couple years ago, a lot of people were considering him the best player in basketball, all right, considering what he did with uh, the Raptors, which I still think is like the luckiest thing to ever happen to any sport to any team in NBA history in terms of winning the finals. Like, wow, you had Steph alone. You had Clay go down. You had KD go down. And, you know, Steph was just pulling. And that series still went six. But in any event, give credit when credit's due. They, at least they did what they were supposed to do, Toronto did. Clap. Okay, good job. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm just bothered by this big time, if you can't tell. Clippers are down 0-2, have no business doing it. And the way they're looking right now, I mean, they look like they've never played with each other. That's what they look like. They look like they've never played with each other. And, you know, they had some problems inbounding the ball last night towards late in the game. And I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what it is. It's clearly not Doc Rivers. Again, he's over in Philly just kind of grinning like, mm, I told you so. And uh, let me go back to the box score down here about Paul George. 12 of 22. Yes, he could have shot better from beyond the arc, but he, was, he still contributed with 28 points. You're going to need more. First of all, like I said, and I'm, I'm going to go back on this, you need to start Rajon Rondo. He cannot come to this team and contribute 19 minutes off the bench. Uh, Kaysan and Rich were sitting here saying, like, okay, well, maybe it's become, you know, an, an acclimation type of thing. I get it, but I don't because what the hell are you waiting for? You're down 0-2. You want to do it now in the third game in which you might lose? Like, what? Come on, man. Like, this, this is, that's something that should have been adjusted in-game. Okay, especially like I said, he was plus 13. Patrick Beverly was minus 11. Three points, three assists, a steal, a block, shot the ball four times, made a three-pointer. Look, man, I can, I'm going to end the Rajon Rondo talk with this. I, 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 I'll cool off and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll say this, all right? Everybody knows I'm a Bulls fan. 27, what was it, 2017? It was either 2016 or 2017. The year that it was Rajon, Wade, and Jimmy over in Chicago, and everybody swore that that wasn't enough to get into the playoffs. Where's the shooting? Blah, blah, blah. He fans were pissed at Wade, and then they all of a sudden loved him again when he came back down here, which I find hilarious. But um, 
Chicago made the playoffs that year as an eighth seed. They edged out the Heat. You know, I had to throw that in there. And so uh, they were playing the one seed Boston Celtics. Do you know that the Bulls were up 2-0 in that series and were absolutely going to sweep the hell out of the Celtics had it not been for a Rajon Rondo injury? Rajon Rondo goes down after the Bulls are up 2-0 in that series and they lose four in a row. Anybody that knows anything about anything and was watching that series or can recall that series knows 100% that the reason that the Bulls were up 2-0 was Rajon Rondo, reason number one, Rajon Rondo, reason number two, and Rajon, reason, Rajon Rondo, reason number three. Honorable mention, Rajon Rondo, 100%. The Bulls lost that series because, number one, Rajon Rondo got hurt. Number two, Rajon Rondo got hurt. And number three, Rajon Rondo got hurt. Honorable mention, Rajon Rondo got hurt. The guy's a baller, okay? He sets you up in your... I said I was done, but I lied. Uh, he sets you up in a half-court offense. You need that in the playoffs. He defends. You need that in the playoffs. He rebounds. You need that in the playoffs. And he can guard more than one position. You need that in the playoffs, all right? Do you notice that not all of these scores are everything that we've seen in the regular season? I know last night we saw a, a score going into the 130s. The Nets, they're probably going to do that on the regular night. Uh, a couple years ago, this would have been uh, uh, – uh, a high-scoring game, but in today's NBA, this is relatively low. 109 to 102, the Lakers game versus the Suns. Uh, the playing games, they were pretty tight, all right? They were pretty tight scores. But, I, you know, people are playing defense. Look at the Bucs. They, they allowed 98 points, and there's just more. You see a little bit more attention to that side of the ball on this side. I'm sorry, uh, in this uh, post, not this postseason, but the postseason, because defense still exists. Defense is a thing, and you're going to need it. You're going to need it to win especially in the clutch, especially, I mean, you saw what Denver did the other day. We talked about it uh, in one of the segments with the boys from the rundown um, how on how Aaron Gordon, okay, who it, it's a shame. It's really a shame that uh, Jamal Murray went down for the year because you, I think for the first time you're probably going to be able to see Aaron Gordon kind of, not kind of, he, he wasn't going to be burdened with having to lead a team and score, all right? That's what he was brought to Orlando for, you know, the fourth pick in whatever draft it was a couple years ago. And so, um, not a couple years ago, he's been in the league for a good, what, five, six years, I think. I don't know, give or take. But um, he's not a number one option, okay? So now he, you know, he's a ring, a ring up the ladder. And obviously with Jamal Murray going down earlier in the season with a torn ACL, hopefully his recovery is perfect and we'll be back, or he'll be back. But, uh I said all that to say that, you know, it was a mid-game adjustment and you saw him pick up Dame, who was going off the other night, and um, that was all she wrote. You know, Dame ended the, the game with 42 points, but I think he had like 26 in the first half. You know, you see things like that, and um, I don't know. It's just all about in-game adjustments. I'm excited, man. The playoffs uh, are in full swing, and we're going into the game threes now, all right? And if I can have this internet and I show my scores and what's playing today. So today, we got uh, game three between the Wizards and the Sixers. We didn't talk about that series, but uh, we should have. But in any event, uh, well, actually, no, this is going into game two. Philly leads that series 1-0. So game two is going to be tonight. Uh, Russ, I love watching Russ. I, I don't understand the, the slander that he gets. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. But they're down in that series over in Washington, him, he and Bradley Beal. The game that I really am interested in seeing tonight is the Hawks and the Knicks. And the Knicks had that game, man. The Knicks had that game. They just got a, 
you know, again, we were talking about that too and how, you know, the defensive philosophy, whatever it was coming out of the break, if it was a late double that Taz was supposed to, you know, just didn't make it over in time or did they even agree on a late double coming out of the huddle? Who knows? You can't let Trey, you, 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 you got to get the ball out of his hands. You got to do that. The way that that game ended cannot happen. And Tibbs knows that. The players know that. That's a, that's a veteran team. And uh, we'll see what happens there tonight. That game is at 7.30 on TNT. Uh, Wizards, Sixers on NBA TV, 7 o'clock. And then the, the, the Grizzlies and the Jazz, a little bit of drama going on there. In that series, you got Donovan Mitchell, who was kind of pissed, not kind of pissed off, he was pissed off, not playing game one. Uh, his ankle is giving him some issues. And I guess it was one of those things that maybe the staff, or the training staff, or maybe even the coaching staff was feeling, you know, we can probably maybe – do one game without him, even if even if the Grizzlies do win a game. And you, you look, you don't want to give – you're not in the business of giving away games at all in the NBA playoffs. You don't want to do that because you just never know. That's why they play the games, all right? I get it. Everybody has their favorite and you make predictions. Okay, fine. But upsets happen. How many times have you seen the best team lose? That happens a lot in basketball. I know they say that the best team normally wins in a playoff series, and that is 100% true, but it doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen all the time, okay? The best team doesn't always win. The hottest teams win. And the Grizzlies are playing some good basketball. The Grizzlies are playing some really good basketball. You saw John Morant go off. We'll see if Donovan Mitchell plays tonight, but he was upset because he didn't play. And, you know, he let the staff know about it. He let the media know about it, you know? And, you know, that's cool. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know what his status is for tonight, but you would think that he's going to play, especially with Memphis going into Utah stealing game one over at Salt Lake City. That game tonight, 10 o'clock on TNT, the Grizz and the Jazz, uh, the Jazz down in that series. So we'll see, man. Um, I still have I still have my uh, – I haven't really switched much in, in, in terms of my picks. I'm not going to switch my picks, but I am worried about a few of them. I had the Sixers winning the series. I got the Knicks winning the series. That's a series I'm worried about because Atlanta is – they're not scared. That's a young team – one of the one of the formulas in sports that you kind of want to stay away from, especially in basketball, when it comes to opponents, especially in the playoffs, are teams that are just young and they don't know any better. Okay, the Hawks are one of those teams. The, the Marlins were one of those teams back in what was it? Oh three, when they you know they didn't know what the hell they were doing. A bunch of young guys going into Yankee Stadium, winning the World Series. Those are teams you don't want to play in sports. And right now, the Hawks—they've never been here. Trey Young's never been here, and I know a lot of guys on the Knicks haven't either. But uh, there's a youth movement going on in Atlanta. They got a lot, a lot of young athletes. And listen, you know, confidence is big, all right? Trey, Trey Young has it right now. <laughs> and he has the ire of Knicks fans over in the Garden, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, that was just – I was going to talk about Gabby's uh, – Gabby Uridia's segment, who was just on with us, because I wanted to kind of have a reaction to his segments and talk about some college football recruiting and, you know, my takes on what he had to say and so on and so forth. But, you know, I'm excited, man. It's a playoffs. We've been talking a lot of basketball this, this show, and I had to throw in some gridiron because when do I not? But, uh, yeah, this segment, I'm sorry for leaving that out. But <laughs> next segment, we'll go ahead and take a break now. It's going to be Frank and I just kind of chopping it up as we always do to end the show. So with that being said, stick around. And I hope you've been enjoying it so far. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. 
but maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. A lot of fun today. I had a lot of fun. I ranted a lot. It's, it's, it is it's therapeutic. I was talking to Frank. Um, 
throughout the break, and it, it, it is therapeutic. Radio is good for that. So <laughs> I'm thankful for the platform. But Gabby Uridia joined us a couple of segments ago. Had the boys from the Rundown Show, Quezon Davis and Rich Negron Perez, talking about some hardwood. And um, I'm not going to go over it again, but you guys know, if you've been paying attention throughout the show, what the hell's been on my nerves. <laughs> I'm going for the Knicks. I'm going for the Clippers. And, you know, there's a couple of other teams that I want to see do well. Those two, you know, mainly. My Bulls are out of it. i got to pick somebody. But um, that's that. I'm done with the ranting. I am done with the ranting and raving. And whoosah, I feel better. Hopefully Teron Lou was listening. But, Frank, tell me about these Heat, man. Tell, oh, no, no, no. Before that, Frank, the stuff that I tagged you on regarding LeBron James, I never asked you what you thought about it. All, all I got was a big LMAO. Dude, wasn't that hilarious? That was a phenomenal <laughs> breakdown of what happened when LeBron got boxed out by <laughs> two foot nine Chris Paul. It was a phenomenal explanation to why LeBron got up and then went back down. Yes, that, I 100% <sighs> saw that. It was fantastic. That's the reason why I gave you the big LMFAO. Oh, my God. That was so funny for anybody that has. And I, I've actually seen two different versions of it. So anybody that's kind of confused as to what Frank and I are talking about, we like to get our LeBron jabs in when we can because he deserves it. And so the guy apparently is, you know, I get it's Los Angeles and Hollywood and all of this stuff, but his mind clearly isn't on basketball. It's more on, you know, Phantom of the Opera acting type stuff. And so this video came out. The Internet is a horrible place. And, uh, you know, he fell down got boxed out like he said like Frank said by freaking Chris Paul and all of a sudden oh my god his shoulders are hurting and his shoulders hanging out of his socket and him crying and this and that and so somebody made a video and the award the Emmy award Oscar award goes to LeBron it was so funny because he falls that's the video at the award show he walks up gets the award and other people are clapping for him Tom Hanks uh, sports figures. It was the funniest thing, and he's the first person I thought about because Larry likes to Lawrence Million likes to give him some 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 heat too. And so, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that because it was awesome. It was awesome. The other thing, so yeah, tell me about Frank. T t what's going on with the heat? Because we really didn't talk about it. Uh, my, mainly, yeah, we really didn't get into it with you know Kason and Rich. But I just you know you, you kind of root for them, so I want to tell me tell me what's going on. Sorry, can you repeat that? I was telling my producer something. <laughs> he, Frank's pay, Frank pays He does pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, he does pay attention. But he was kind of preoccupied. At what good producers do? We kind of training on the job. But uh, what's going on with the Heat? Bro, all right. So I think Jimmy need, I think Stephen A. Smith was right when he said that Jimmy needs to take the, the leader role um, and start taking control of this series again. Because that's what happened last year when the, when the Heat were able to pass the Bucks. Um... Saturday's game was a good game. It was back and forth. Miami had control for most of the game. Uh, but Chris Middleton ended up hitting a crazy-ass shot that left me cursing <laughs> while walking my dog, and the whole neighborhood <laughs> heard it because I was able to watch it on the stream. Um, m on Monday, though, I feel like the first quarter, though, the Bucks were on fire, and that was pretty much the difference of the game. After that, it was just there was no catching up to it. And even, like, the spread, the difference of the game, the difference of the game was pretty much the difference of the first quarter margin. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were on fire. You said it. I mean, you go off like that was I mean, the chances of that happening again are slim to none. What Miami does have in their favors are coming back home. Role players normally play better at home. Tyler Hero, where are you? Hello. What's going on? But uh, what came away, and again, I said this in a segment with Rich and, and, and Kaysan, as a Bulls fan, okay, 
I know what Jimmy Butler looks like, okay? I followed him over to Minnesota because obviously Tibbs was there. I was hoping they did well. And then obviously in Philly here in Miami. He's gotten into this. He was not the player that he is. Obviously, he's a better player than he was then in Chicago, but he's got into this bad habit of he kind of looks like LeBron James out there. LeBron James passed. Got to give credit when it's due. He hit a clutch shot last night, and he did. I rant and rave about LeBron. I give him crap, but I give it to him when he does what he's supposed to do. Clutch shot last night. Clutch LeBron showed up. Good for him. But Jimmy Butler needs, and, and I, I feel that people like Stephen A. are saying that because Jimmy said it, all right? I could be wrong, but anybody that's really been paying attention to Jimmy Butler's career, this is not like Jimmy. I get it. Miami's a different place, and these guys do things collectively, you know, positionless basketball, move the ball, find the open shot. That's how Miami got to the finals last year because the ball always ended up where it was supposed to end up at the end of the possession, and it was either an open shot or an easy shot for a layup. With with the heat, okay. I feel like Jimmy had a different sense of urgency last year. Like I don't know if it was feeling it or whatever. That Maybe it was it. the whole high of selling coffee in the bubble. I I don't know. Maybe he needs to go <laughs> selling coffee back to his teammates. Whatever the name of that brand was, whatever it may be, <laughs> man. But the sense of urgency just isn't there. And if he needs to find another hobby right now during the playoffs, then let it be. If he needs to move, hey, listen, I love my family. But if he needs to pack up and move away from his house <laughs> and have his own bubble, is over, let it be. And when his wife asks, what's wrong? Be like, hey, this is business. Yeah. And the right. same exact excuse that he had last year when he didn't bring him. He goes, this is business. I don't bring family on a business trip. This is business. Good point. Jimmy, something needs to trigger in his head right now, and I think he needs to take over the game. He is obviously Miami's MVP. The thing with Jimmy is that it's funny because he even says uh, Ben Adebayo is the heart and soul of the team. A lot of people may agree with that. Me, sorry, I'm not buying it. And look, no shade to Bam, okay? I'm not in the locker room. It may very well be the case. But knowing the type of player Jimmy Butler is, he doesn't take any from anybody. Uh, I'm sorry. He, the heat goes as Jimmy goes, not Bam. That's the way I see it. And until I'm proven different, that's the way I'm going to see it. But, yeah, he, he, this whole, this whole uh, generous Jimmy is what I'm going to call him. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Put your foot on the ground and, and work. We saw him do it. What did he go for, like 40 last year? In the finals in one of those games where they were down and then they ended up winning. And he had an attitude. He had an edge. You're absolutely right, Frank. That's missing about Jimmy's game. And uh, Because everybody's gonna, he's going to lead by example. And everybody's yeah. going to follow suit. Mm-hmm. And, and when Jimmy's feeling it, everybody picks up on that vibe and that swag. All of a sudden, yes. starts playing That's a factor. Changes. That's when you get the Jimmy Hero. Uh, sorry, the I just combined players. The Tyler Hero yep. with his little with his little lips, little whatever you want to <laughs> call that. The Elvis, whatever Presley, whatever you want to call it. Um, th- then you got uh, Duncan Robinson all of a sudden yeah. stepping up, and then you have the cast of characters, which is what they're supposed to do yep. is fulfill those roles. Yep. But it all needs to start with the leader, and the leader of this team is not Bam, it's not Tyler, it's Jimmy. So Jimmy yeah. B, come up, dude. Let's do. I, I got faith in you, man, and I've seen it before. This is. You're, I don't, he's playing very complacent. He's yeah. like, he he wants to make sure that everybody gets that's theirs. The thing. I don't know if that's a message from the upper office or what, but he just needs to go back to his game. He's a team guy, and he lets the game come to him a lot. But he look, you saw he wasn't having the greatest the greatest game one, and then he took. Giannis to the hole. He made it look easy to send a game into overtime for game one. So, I mean, I don't know, man. He could do it if he wanted to. Frank, man, we need to talk because <laughs> a couple, was it last week, was it? Or, or whenever it was, I was up here in the studio, I think, like on a lunch break or whatever. 
you need to get back to those. What, what was it that you started on YouTube? That that ranting and raving thing that you had in the car? Oh my my tanks traffic tantrum. Can you please tell the listening audience about this? Because listen, guys. Frank is, don't put him in a box, okay? He's a producer here on the show, but the guy is very talented, okay? He teaches the students here about, you know, the producing side of things and wants them to do well. He's a PA announcer for the Marlins, for FIU baseball, and the guy wears many hats. Frank, you need your show on here. T please tell the people about your their tantrum thing. <laughs> it was hilarious. So a couple years ago when I was going through media school, um, I was asked to do some sort of a video edit project. And I... I <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have any time for myself to think. When I have five minutes to sit down, I'll waste it on TikTok or a game or something because I don't have that time to kind of enjoy. So it's kind of like my, 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 my loose time. Mm -hmm. So they're telling me that I need to make this video editing project. I'm like, I don't one, I don't have time to sit down and start recording anything. Two, I don't have time to sit down and edit anything. So since my drive, like I would literally go to work from 7 in the morning to 3.30 get in my car, drive to school to be there from 5 to 10 o'clock and do it all over again. So in my head, I'm like, how am I going to be able to do this? Cool. So I guess I have downtime while I'm driving. So I was able to perch my phone up on my car and I just started ranting on sports. There was no cut. It was no, oh, take two. No, it was just turn the phone on and just go off, whatever <laughs> happened. And in the process of it, there were some people that were doing some very Idiotic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, decisions in traffic. And there was some ranting towards those people on the tape. So when I started looking through the entire footage, I'm like, bro, this is kind of cool. Like, I have, like, me being upset in traffic, talking sports at the same time, put a little bit of music to it, made some little cut edits, and I uh, presented it as Tank's Traffic Tantrum. Guys, it is gold, okay? I only saw, I don't know how many episodes he has up on YouTube, but you heard him. It was just that one just because of school. I never really kept going. It's just because it's, I have to do it, I have to get on top of it, right? And if you don't release it by the end of that day, it, it just becomes obsolete. Old news, yeah. Especially now, you know what? But it's still funny. Listen, it's gold. Frank, Frank, I, I don't know how much time you have in traffic on the way here, on the way home when you leave here, or the games or whatever. Obviously, Marlin Stadium's right across, or the new whatever the hell it's called now, is like you can walk to it. But please, we want it. We need Frank's, no, Tank's traffic tra tantrums, triple T, okay? Triple T, because it's, I heard it and I was laughing. Just Can you just imagine you being mad about a team that you love and they lost and you're in traffic and you're listening to sports radio and you, you don't agree with what somebody says, you're gonna go off and then somebody cuts you off, you're gonna go off about that too. And then Frank Cuban and in Miami with Miami traffic, it just listen, it was great. <laughs> and I hope he gets back to it, but it's 159. And 37 seconds, 38, 39. We're running out of time. And I had a lot of fun today. Huge thanks to uh, the guys calling in, uh, Quezon Davis and Rich Negron Perez from the Rundown Show. They're going to be back next week. We're going to be talking more NBA playoffs. They're going to be back for the rest of the playoffs, talking playoffs. And then Gabby Uridia of 24-7 uh, coming on and talking about recruiting, Miami Hurricanes football, so on and so forth. Uh, we appreciate that, guys, a lot. So I'm pretty much done here. But I will be back at the same time, same place next week, next Wednesday, 12 o'clock noon. Don't miss it. Hope everybody has a safe week. And thank you for listening to The Michael McCoy Show on SiriusXM Channel 145, Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on The Michael McCoy Show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This 
is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Rich oh, is just a oh, really, 